Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kyle Fincham. You're listening to Behind the Movement. I am sitting here in Berlin. Just a few hours ago, I had a conversation with Stefan Kranich, and I'm not wasting any any time. I'm going to upload it today, so you're about to listen to it. Um, I want to send a big thank you out to... Um, just to everybody that I've gotten to connect with during my time here. I've gotten to have some nice conversations in person with people who I'd uh, only connected with via the podcast. Um, so that was really special. Um, this past week I got to do two short infinite play classes. Uh, one was uh, uh, Joseph Bartz invited me to guest teach his class this past Friday and everybody was so warm and welcoming and, um, yeah, excited to, to play with some of my ideas. So thank you to Joseph and that whole group. And then on Sunday, I did a pop-up class in Berlin out in the park. That was amazing. Again, an amazing, excited, and uh, exuberant group. So thank you to everyone who came out for that. Some people were at both, which means a lot to me. So, yeah. All the thanks yous, and then also all the thanks to everybody who's who's shown me around and, and pointed me in the directions of really fun and interesting things and fun and interesting people and uh, giving me couches and beds to sleep on. Yeah, it, it really means a lot. You know, it's a, a hefty amount of generosity that uh, I've experienced the last week or two. So yeah, it means a lot. Thank you all. Um, also, uh, I've got some more workshops coming up. I'm getting on a bus tomorrow. I'm headed to Milan, where I'll be doing infinite play with uh, NatKed Movement out in Milan. I did a workshop with them last year. It was amazing, so I'm really looking forward to getting back there again. Um, then I'll be headed to London, Lisbon, Bielefeld, Amsterdam, and then I just added a workshop in Hamburg, Germany. So I'll be staying in Europe for one more week. Um, all the information for signing up to those are on my website at kylefincham.com. And the events in Amsterdam and Hamburg have early bird pricing that's running until uh, July 15th. So hop on those while you can. And Oh yeah, one more thing. I am doing a weekly newsletter called The Moves Letter, where I share some of my thoughts, ideas, stories, things that I think are interesting, um, and yeah, kind of keep you up to date on uh, what I've got going on. It's been really a, a fun and interesting experience to send out something weekly and, and have some nice correspondence with people who have subscribed. So if you want to subscribe, if you want to be a part of it, and also maybe write back and have a conversation, you can go to my website and also subscribe through there. I think on pretty much every page there's an opportunity to, to uh, subscribe. Okay, those are my announcements. My conversation today, as I said, is with Stefan Kranik. Um, Stefan came out to my workshop almost two weekends ago here in Berlin. Um, we had a great time. We really had some nice chats. We uh, um, jammed together. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we had a beer. Um, yeah, it was a really nice time. And uh, I invited him to be on the podcast, and, and, and it worked out really quick and easy. So 
I'm excited to uh, to share this conversation with you. Yeah, I'm kind of still uh, it's still fresh in my mind because we we just chatted uh, a couple hours ago. Um, if you're not familiar with Stefan's work, let me give you a little bit of his background. Uh, Stefan was born in Romania and started his physical education at the age of five as a swimmer. Along the years, he practiced various sports, focusing mainly on capoeira. His interest in arts was cultivated while studying music during the first 10 years of education. He studied medicine for four years and afterwards quit and decided to take education into his own hands. He's presently studying with Fighting Monkey, applying the principles and philosophy in his practice and in the way he moves in the world. His plans for the future are to spread the love for movement and educate people towards a more artistic engagement with life and their practice. This was wonderful. I really can't thank Stefan enough. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll make it back to Berlin and we can, uh, we can meet up again soon. So let's not waste any more time. This is my conversation with Stefan Kranich. Did you co-teach this one with Philip, or was this one by yourself? No, this one, uh, this one was by myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually, it was my first workshop abroad. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, it was the first one. Uh, and I started really uh, with uh, a long one, like five days. Mm -hmm. uh, and the three the first three days were with just a few of the guys so it was a little bit more like let's say like private mm -hmm. um, just six of them mm -hmm. uh, uh, the guys who kind of organized everything mm -hmm. so they wanted this uh, more intimate uh, uh, workshop let's say for the beginning and then the last two days it was open for everyone and we ended up to be i think 24 people in a small dojo so it was uh, <laughs> very crowded I, I had to rethink a, a little bit of material and what i want to teach and how i want to teach but it was a uh, very nice i i managed to adapt right away so is this the longest workshop you've done as well i i thought yeah like i hosted yeah yeah it was the longest definitely Wow. Wow. Congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It was, uh, it was exciting and fun. Do you, uh, do you have like an interest in, in touring and doing a lot of workshops or would you rather continue to do more online and like just once in a while in person? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know yet. Um, I was thinking at some point that I don't really want yet to go and teach so much because I still want to learn a lot and I need a, a lot of time for that, for exploring and researching by myself. So I put everything in order in a way in, in my mind. And But I, I think I learn a lot also by, by going there and teaching. So I think it will help me actually to develop myself in, in this world of of movement and um yes and also moving with people and sharing your thoughts and not just writing them down on a paper all the time and then reading them by yourself it's it's very different yeah uh, 
Yeah. I, I remember I, I think it was the, the second podcast I ever did with uh, this guy, Dan Koval, who's a jujitsu teacher and black belt. Mm-hmm. He, I think he was the one who said that he started teaching jujitsu when he became a purple belt, because that's kind of like kind of the code of jujitsu. Like when you're a purple belt, you can teach it. And mm-hmm. he decided to teach because he wanted to improve his, his jujitsu and, and thought that if he taught, it would get him having to like figure things out in a different way than if he was just addressing kind of uh, yeah. his own experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, it gives you structure and you get in the situations in which you are asked questions that, that you are not asking yourself maybe. So you mm-hmm. have to think everything, the, the things that you know or that you thought that you know, or even it has, it's a very good feedback uh, for you if like are things really clear for me, you know, because when you talk about them and try to explain them to people, if you find yourself in trouble, then maybe you have to go back a little bit in, into the, the things uh, you are talking about. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, and actually understand them better if you find yourself in in, tra- in trouble explaining them to others. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a, a nice feedback loop. And it's, I think it's the best. It's like having people kind of experience kind of your ideas or your, your thoughts and then them play with them and then also express their experiences with them and then also ask mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, it causes you to like, come up with new stories, new metaphors, like mm-hmm. ask yourself why about a lot of things. Like it's, it's, it's helpful. I don't know. For me, it's, it's changed how I move and practice in a lot of different ways, you know, have to like be out there and like, I don't know, see people do the things that I'm proposing and then, yeah, go back to the drawing mm-hmm. board in some ways. And in other ways, it's just like, Oh, well, how do I, yeah. How do I change the story a little bit so that it like, it captures what I'm trying to say in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. more relatable way. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, also when I was coming back, I was on the airplane and I was like, uh, so many questions start to arise in, in my mind and trying to, already I was trying to structure even better and better the things in my mind and taking my iPad out and writing down things to, um, yeah, to to make uh, more clarity in my mind because yeah. when you are uh, in front of people and you are talking with them and you want um, somehow not to um, confuse them more right mm-hmm. or maybe i don't know maybe sometimes it's good to confuse them more yeah. <laughs> but uh, in a way you also want to be uh, somehow cl- clear in in what you are in the message that you want to transmit and as you as you are saying that the material and the forms are just uh, are just a mean to transmit uh, a message. So yeah, that that message should be uh, somehow um, um, well correlated with what you are doing. So it's not like some kind of um, uh, incoherence in what is happening and in, in what is the story behind. Yeah. Do you, do you have, do you feel like you have like a really like well-framed message or is that something you're still working on? Well, I think for me, it's very important the idea of fighting monkeys of life supporting practice. 
So how can we practice and how our practice will trans translate to the rest of the, the life so we increase the, the quality of life by uh, decreasing the dissipation of energy? And um, also, how can I live um, in a tune, in attunement with the way we evolve to 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 be in the world, uh, and not in in constant contradiction? Uh, so yeah, I think I have a message, and I think it's it's quite clear what I want to transmit. And I think that also the, the feedback from, from the participants was um, good in the sense of they, they, they showed that they, they got the idea and they enjoyed themselves and had fun because this was the, the most important thing for me to mm -hmm. create a, a meaningful experience for, for them, not just to have material to practice after the workshop, but those few days to, to, to enjoy themselves as, as much as they can. I think that's, that's very important. Man, I feel like I wish so much for that. And I feel like maybe I'm seeing it more, but like that it's okay for it to just be fun too. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think sometimes that's like stigmatized, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, if it's fun, it's not productive or something like that. And I mm -hmm. always push forward, <laughs> progress, <Yeah>. progress. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. fun, fun is kind of like, I don't know, to like the fun is maybe like the antidote to exhaustion. Sometimes it's like when you're having fun, you want to keep going mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, it's, right. when, it, when it's joyful. You're like, give me more, you know, yeah. and you're like, yeah. you know, I'm just working hard and I'm miserable. It's like the same as being at your desk at work and being like, I'm, I'm tired and I'm ready to be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's the same for you as a teacher, right? Hmm? It's same. It's the same for you when you're teaching. Like if you're having fun, like you want it to. Keep oh going yeah, too. definitely, definitely. And I'm I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> for me, uh -huh. it's, this is what drives me. Uh, it's curiosity and fun all the time. Even in uh, also in my practice and also when I teach. It's if I don't enjoy it and I don't have fun, I I already experienced how things are. Um, when you are not how, how you develop when you are not having fa fun in a certain file because i was studying medicine and i was not enjoying myself and i i, I didn't have so much fun the the um, just being in that um construct of um mainstream education or let's say i don't know how to call it but you know that form of study for uh, for grades and uh, compare yourself with the others and have the best grades and all these all these things uh i i think uh for me it was the opposite of fun mm. and i know that i find hard uh, i found hard for myself to develop in that environment and i was feeling even if i was studying i was feeling that i do not progress as a human being i'm just accumulating information uh and once i i emerged in i went into these files in which i can um explore and i can enjoy myself and i can play and i can feed my curiosity all the time uh and i started having fun i felt that 
I, I can just keep going and I can develop without even thinking about the development or wanting to, to reach somewhere. It was just like an unexpected outcome or somehow also expected because you know, if you do something, you will progress, but- uh, I forget where I read it. I, for, I forget where I read it, but there was a, something about the idea that like there's a unique difference and a distinct difference between the things that we're told to learn Mm -hmm. And we're instructed to learn versus the things that we choose to learn and how we go about learning the things that we choose is like something we're yeah. passionate about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when very... I hear you talk about that, it makes me think about that. It's almost like here, like you were in medicine. It's like, here's the things you have to learn, you know? And it's like, you know, it's competitive. It's a lot of memorization and knowledge and not so much like experiential and understanding. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's being ex told you, you have to, and like, you know, you, I mean, I'll let you talk about it more because I, but I've gotten to talk to you a, a lot more in the last week since I was here, mm -hmm. but like, mm -hmm. I see you have this like, you know, pretty magnificent, like work ethic and discipline. Um, but it, it seems it's like, it's this emergence from like a passion. So you're mm -hmm. like, Oh, like I'm curious and I'm going to like navigate and like seek and, 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 and that keeps you going because you're like, Oh, I, I enjoy what I'm, looking for yeah. and what I'm discovering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely I'm, I'm, I'm quite disciplined. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit too disciplined sometimes. I'm trying to learn not to be so disciplined right now. Mm. I was at some point, I was structuring my whole day and this was going on for years, mm. hour by hour, even the meals. Like I had like from, from the moment I was waking up, until I was sleeping, everything was structured and I was following like crazy that program. <laughs> so this is how I, how I was living in order to be able to practice and to be able to read and to be able to, to uh, go to the to med school and everything, you know. And then I found myself at some point that I don't know how to live without having the structure. And now what I'm, I'm doing, I'm kind of creating a structure, but I leave space for improvisation within the structure. So this is how I, how my day looks now. And uh, yeah, it's uh, discipline for, for me. I don't know how I become like, become, I think just because I just wanted to do a lot of things. So I had to become like this. Otherwise I couldn't manage to do everything. Mm, and um, yes, uh, the curiosity and fun uh, combined with discipline, I think it's a, a good combination to to keep to keep going and actually enjoying in the, the experience of life. Were you this kind of disciplined, or at least disciplined in the same way, like growing up? Is that, or is it something that emerged later on? I think in a way, obviously not so disciplined, like I was not 10 years old and uh, having a <laughs> very structured schedule in the sense of structuring it by myself. But I was doing a lot of things since I'm uh, very young. I was, for example, when I was in the first years of school, I was studying music. So I, I was at a school where you were doing the normal stuff that everyone does and also study music. It was music school, art school. And afterwards, I had my swimming training. 
and then I came home and I had to do my homeworks and everything. So I, and also my study, I had to study the instrument and not just to do the home, homeworks, but spend some hours also studying violin or guitar or whatever. Uh, so I kind of had this, this discipline because, uh, because of the structure of my, my, my life in a way, because I was doing so many things. It was just very structured, everything. Uh, right. They think I, I enjoyed it. I, and I still enjoy having some structure. Uh, sometimes I like being a little bit more chaotic, but I find myself, uh, yeah, I, I lose myself during the day if I don't have some structure. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, people should know, though. You and I, have, after the workshop that I did, Mm. You were still somebody who was like, well, ready to hang out and like have a beer after and like oh, yeah. chill. Yeah. And I remember when I messaged you being like, oh, I'm going to be in Berlin. And you're like, oh, well, we should practice or this or that. But we should also like hang out and chat and like grab a, grab a drink or something. Oh, definitely. Uh, being with people, it's a part of, of my, my structure. So this is the space for improvisation, you know, like, okay, I know that I want to do that, 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 but I live enough hours during the day so I can meet people and I can talk and I can be around them because, uh, yeah, it, they feed me. <laughs> mm -hmm. They feed my, uh, my whole body and my mind. How, what was like the final straw for you with medical school and deciding that you were, you wanted to be done with that and just focus on movement? Uh, I think the final, the final straw was finding fighting monkeys practice yeah. and seeing how wonderfully you can actually engage in life intellectually and also artistically. So yeah. they don't have to be this kind of separation in between them but you can live your life and engage in life in a more creative way in all all, all the areas you don't have to think now and then move and it's actually everything it's integrated in a way uh -huh. uh, and then i said then why why do i why do i have this like kind of separation in, in between things so i said i will just quit and take education in my own hands and study with fighting monkeys and continue. I was also before this, before taking this uh, decision, the year before I started reading a lot and I found myself studying really fast what I have to study for medicine so I can read the things that I'm interested in. So yeah. it was like, okay, if, if I just want to do these things really fast, it means I'm not really interested in interested in them and I saw that I can actually educate myself through books and through all the things that you find uh, uh, just by writing three letters on Google right now so it's really simple to find sources of information and if you have the discipline and I knew that I had it I said okay I can I can just do this by myself and I don't need a degree I don't need a social status because when I went there, this is something that drove me, obviously, because we, when we are young, we are taught that it's important to have social status, to have financial, financial stability and all these things, you know. 
And uh, I observed that actually I don't need all the stuff. I, I'm the opposite. I just want people to, if they want to learn for, for me or they want to be around me, I want them to be around me because the way I am and I talk, not for my certification or for my title or whatever, you know? So, and also stability was something that I don't actually need it because being a little bit, having a little bit of uncertainty uh, and a little bit of chaos in life it it makes me more creative it it, it makes me come with creative solutions so mm-hmm. uh, yeah i think it's more fun like this life is more fun like it's not yeah running. i mean like yeah like creativity is i don't know like on the other side of surprise and uncertainty right like when we don't know like that's when creative creativity emerges mm-hmm. yes um how did your parents respond when you told them that you wanted to, to leave school? Well, I think uh, they they didn't show it very much, but I think my mother freaked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, definitely. My mother freaked <laughs> out a little bit. And my father, uh, I think he was more su- supportive uh, from the beginning. But um, they didn't. They didn't push me in into it. I think they they kind of saw that I I can uh, somehow manage to to live to to be a self employed and live by myself and by my own rules somehow. Uh, and even if at the beginning my mother was a little bit freaked out, I think after a few months. She was already very okay with the idea and very supportive. And yeah, they they said that do whatever you want. Even if when I went first time into medicine, they they pushed me a little bit towards this when I started it. Mm-hmm. As I grew up, they saw me developing and thinking, and they said that you are okay. You will you will survive. <laughs> right right like they, they saw your like hunger and were aware of your discipline and they're like yeah Stefan will be fine yeah <laughs> what was the stuff that you were reading what were you like kind of you know rushing well, through your medical stuff for to try to re- put your eyes on mm-hmm. uh, well I d- discovered uh, Richard Dawkins at yeah. some point so I started reading all his books uh, I was reading Selfish Gene I read it two times and then from that book, my list just grow. You know how we, how it is? You finish a book and you have uh, 10 more <laughs> books that you want to read. Yeah. So I was, when I saw, when I read first time, uh, then I was, whoa, I, I know so, so few things. I, I understand nothing about the world, about the human animal, about the, the mind, the the body. I was just knowing these bits of information from medicine that were not contextualized in any way. They were just floating around somehow, which was really helpful because when I was reading into biology and about human evolution and about all of those things, uh, I was it was really easy for me to understand what it was going on because I had those the the base from from uh, studying medicine um so i started to discover richard dawkins and then it was uh, i went into sam harris daniel dennett um uh, uh, christopher hitchens 
um, so many uh, I, I can remember right right, right now. Um, so it, it, the Robert Sapolsky and the 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 list just start to grow up. And then I I said, oh, I want also to know a little bit of history, also anthropology, also some psychology. I started reading a little bit of Freud, a little bit of Jung, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. So. It just, and I couldn't stop then after I started for one year, I was just in with the notes in, in the books all the time. Right. And at the same time, you were like practicing movement. And you that were, year, like, that yeah. year I stopped practicing. So mm -hmm. I was just studying. For one year, I didn't move. I, really? I just, yeah, I just stopped moving. It was very a very weird shift. Also, I went a little bit into a more, um, I was not this very full of energy and happy animal anymore. This exuberant animal, how uh, mm -hmm. Frank, for, Frank Forenchik. Yeah. Frank, uh -huh. uh, you know, his book. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I was not uh, this person anymore. And I was a little bit more depressed and a little bit, uh, not constantly depressed, but uh, I don't know. The mood was, was shifting because I was not engaging. Uh, myself in also in a physical way so I was just reading and studying all, all the time but I, I just couldn't stop from reading mm -hmm. uh, I think I was I, I think I was even a little bit scared when I saw how how less I knew you know how yeah how how lost I am in, in a way in, in all this all this world and how 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 we function and how we think and so yeah yeah, it's like there's like some, I don't know, protection when you're naive, right? When you don't know a lot. And then mm -hmm. you know, you start to know some things or not know. You just become more aware of things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like for every three things you become aware of, there's like six more things you realize you're not aware of. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the world gets like more and more complex. Like you start seeing like the, mm -hmm. the constellations and the universes and you're like, wait, what's going on? Like, what am I doing here? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So then what what then what what got you like off the couch and like moving again? Um well uh pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the pandemic. Uh I I started uh, not having to go to to school anymore, to college, right? Because everything was going on online. Mm -hmm. Everything was happening online. So, uh I stopped moving because I had to study a lot in that year and I wanted to read, not because I not, I was not enjoying moving anymore. Mm -hmm. So once I had the time again, because I was just connecting to the classes and then shutting my camera off and starting to move. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was uh, basically when I had to be at college at the in, in my fourth year, I was moving more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, with the camera closed and the professor just talking in the in the background and then having also time to read so I didn't have to study for medicine and read but I could move and read <laughs> yeah wow. well this is how I started to move again and what were you doing like were there people you were inspired by or were there any teachers like movement teachers oh, you were taking I, classes I, with or anything well, the, the online uh, coaching started, right, with Corona. So everyone was online. So I was just going to all the online classes that I was finding uh, from Fighting Monkeys uh, to the guys from Terus, 
Terranova Anime, Ferus Terranova Anime, uh-huh. uh, Winston, uh, Samuel Caleb, uh, Luke, or Lucas, I don't know, uh, Relax to Erupt. Uh-huh. Those, three di- those three guys. Uh, it was this guy Vasco, uh, a Russian guy, a dancer. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I was doing his classes. Ma- Matilde, also her class. So all the classes. <laughs> I was uh-huh. just doing all the classes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I was uh, spending a lot of time. So I think I was not so much uh, social in that period of time. So I kind of isolated myself, moving all the time. Uh, yeah, but I felt it. I, I become pretty lonely, and I at some point I start to f- feel it. So uh, this is why, why I also I felt that I need to move from there to to find people with whom I'm sharing the same values and mm. ideas, and which whom I can move and talk and yeah. Yeah, but I, I I guess I have to backtrack a second because now I'm like the story is amazing. Uh, so before you took your year of like being like sedentary mm-hmm. you were what what were you practicing were you doing like acrobatics or were you just swimming I was doing like was... a lot a lot of capoeira no okay. i stopped swimming like swimming was just from 5 to 15 so uh-huh. the first 10 years and then i went into capoeira so during this period of time, I was doing a lot of capoeira, acrobatics, a little bit of contemporary dance, but more, more by looking on internet, uh, how contemporary dance looks like and trying to mimic things by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, then a lot of things like yoga, calisthenics, CrossFit, bodybuilding, uh, every, all the mundane things. Uh-huh. Besides, where I was doing all the mundane things. Okay. And uh, the Ido portal, uh, uh, yes, method, let's say, what he was suggesting and sharing at the time, because when I was young, I was pretty impressed by, by him. Not so much now, but mm-hmm. when I discovered him, I, yeah, I was impressed. I, I okay. think it was important to, to see that. Uh, that approach to movement because it opened a little bit my eyes. Okay, so you were you were you were doing a lot and exploring a lot on your own, like mm-hmm. movement wise, mm-hmm. and then it was just school got so busy, you like kind of paused everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, like... in the third year, like the third year in med school, it's known that it's the year when you will quit everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible year. Mm-hmm. Horrible then year so, with so... horrible professors. <laughs> <laughs> So was it during then the pandemic where you started kind of developing like your approach, like your? Mm, well, my approach is not my approach because my approach is uh, inspired by fighting monkeys. Uh-huh. So it's not really my approach. Uh, uh-huh. Obviously, I'm, I put my flavor into it, but it's uh, just a flavor. The, the base is there. Uh, I'm, I'm not reinventing the, the, the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already invented. Uh, I just put some sparkles on it, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the way I, I started to research, so I had all this background and all the capoeira background, and then I started to 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 learn how to explore and research by practicing with Joseph and Linda. Uh, and this just opened my eyes uh, on on how how simple it actually it is to just find 
how you want to move and how you like to move. And then just by taking all these classes and just, I started to be, be able just to look at how people move. I was looking at che, che Eduardo or, or Akira and I was really enjoying their, the way they move. And I was able to create my own tasks in a way to achieve some, some qualities or some, some things that they are doing, but more like a task, not so much like uh, I'm going to copy this movement. And I was thinking, oh, so he's like kind of floating his legs in space while crawling on the ground. So just an example, just an idea. So how can I obtain that? How, how can I create for myself a situation that I will, I will also be able to have something like that? And then you create your situation, but you find that actually you will shift some things in 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 the way you approach it, and you you will not move so much towards their thing, because you will have your own way of of expressing yourself. Mm. And this is how I find myself developing like my material in a way. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we talked last week. That's what you were saying was kind of what you wish for with like the people who do your courses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that it's not like instilling a way but almost kind of like a way of the way i interpret it was like kind of like a ways to like spark curiosity yes yes i think that's the most important thing like it, mm. it's movements are just movements are it's not so important i think the most important is how you experience your body and uh how can you explore the landscape of your body uh, rather than just following forms just uh, taking the principles and applying them in in any way you want mm -hmm. so i think that that gives you so much freedom and such a beautiful experience with with yourself and with your whole organism uh, that i think this is the most important thing that people should learn definitely I remember, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that I remember taking a class and the person who was teaching it, like, you know, was presenting some interesting things. And at one point was like, oh, you know, I've, I learned all these things and there was no teacher and I, and I had to figure it out. And now you guys are lucky because, you know, I, I've done it. So you don't have to go through that process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there's like so many benefits of that. It's like, you know, all these tools and skills and moves and ideas are already kind of laid out in the system mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but to mm -hmm. me then the other side of it is the tragedy that like there was so much value in going through that part of like figuring it out mm -hmm. and i think that that's the part that often gets like removed from different like systems or methodologies that i just i don't know that's that's the place that that really is like the the special place yes Yes, definitely. As, as you said, also in the workshop, during the workshop, and I think also in a few of your episodes, mm -hmm. um, you are saying that every, every discipline or uh, every system, it was actually someone uh, playing with some, some tool or throwing their limbs in, in the space and observing and recognizing uh, things and then system systematizing um, mm. everything. So actually, it's, it's just just do that instead of following uh, blindly. Just 
throw your your limbs in the space and see what will come up <laughs> yeah 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 be like um yeah the the the, the tinkering the the, the curiosity yeah. and my and yeah, yeah it's like but i realized like um you know in the world of the internet in the world of like i don't know marketing and, and things like that it's like a system is so much easier to sell and it also is kind oh, of like definitely. has certain connotations with it definitely and also people are very comfortable right uh in order to to learn to or or just to be there to explore maybe sometimes it takes a little bit more energy at least until you find your way of of exploring the the landscape of your body right mm -hmm. until you learn it it may take a little bit of energy so it's easier after you went to a long day of work and you are finally have some hours to move you just want to follow something blindly and not think anymore right mm -hmm. so i think it's also very comfortable for a lot of people but um yeah it's the problem is that they don't know what what they they miss you know and then you are you are not looking for what you don't know that that can be experienced often it's uh, often it's a matter of luck if you get into something or not and uh yeah i i i find who is who is who who got into exploration and research and found those people who who were opening the doors for them in order to have this this kind of uh um um Avail availability or uh, just to know to do this you know they were kind of lucky mm -hmm. you know like it's it's it, it was a matter of luck for me also fighting anxiety it was a matter uh, in some kind of a matter of, of luck mm -hmm. and uh i think also to to be able to um um understand the the importance of it you need a certain personality and there's some traits you know like i don't think that everything is for everyone and i don't think that you will just be able to attract with something all kind of people so i don't know when it comes to uh to systems and i think that oh it would be so great that everyone would just explore and enjoy their body like this you know but sometimes I'm also thinking that maybe maybe some people just don't fit in that structure uh, because they're all their history and their genes and uh, the way they they was were raised in the in what environment they were raised and so on. So it's uh, yeah some some will do it some will don't. Yeah right. Everybody has like their their context that they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. But the more but I find it, the, the more I find yeah. is like when people of all different backgrounds kind of I don't know, experience the the place of like curiosity and creativity and the places of like listening and being listened to. Mm -hmm. Like even if they didn't choose it, it's like I don't know, more often than not I'm almost like I I like to think that people end up really being like, "Oh, that was wonderful." Or that, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know I would enjoy that mm -hmm. or something, you know what I mean? It's like, because like wherever they're coming from, there just wasn't a lot of permission for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I said that at the workshop too, like the idea that like sometimes permission 
being granted permission to like do some of these things is all people are really looking for sometimes. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. You know, so like what you're doing by like what, what you're offering in terms of like, um, yeah, courses that like spark curiosity is also a place where people are giving permission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Which like goes once, a huge distance. Once they, have, once they have the permission, they, they start uh, actually being more curious, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, you need the, permissions a few, the p- permission a few times to explore. And then you get addicted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I would also say that like being curious and like tinkering and going through these places where you're kind of like going like, you know, like the romantic and precision world, right? Or like looking mm-hmm. for like the feedback and stuff is a place where like, again, like the, the listening matters. And I always say that like, like feeding our potential for like our, our full body listening is like this it like that's something that just matters deeply you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i know from getting to like play with you over the Mm -hmm. weekend you know and like we partnered up for some stuff that like you know i can feel like working with you that feeling of being listened to you know Mm -hmm. and and you know is that something that you you care deeply about like in like the way you practice now or is it kind of like a manifestation of just like or an emergence of like just what you've done and what you continue to do Hmm. I think I think it's more like an emergence of mm-hmm. what I've done and, and what I do. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's also it, it's possible in a way to to cultivate it in, into like to put the seed in into people's mind when it comes to to this, so they can uh, become more um more curious in a way and to um yeah to also to like the, the experience of of our senses right uh, how how you said about listening and uh, about uh, seeing smelling and everything i think it can be developed just by bringing a little bit of uh, voluntarily uh, volunt- directed attention over them so um yeah uh, yeah i think i lost the track of 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 my thoughts for for a moment (laughs) i think i think you're right though but i think that like that place where you're like you're you're where you're tinkering is a place where you're like often kind of changing your awareness and redirecting your awareness and like sending Mm -hmm. it in different places and like yeah that like feeds that 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 unique potential for like you know expanding our communication mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and when we're just told to do something it's like i don't know we can like time travel a little bit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like we don't have to stay in the moment we can just kind of like follow along or something or mm-hmm. do the do the program but like when you're like when you're when you're when you're the tinkering and playing it's like there's a certain kind of like presence that it requires and like when you're present i think yeah, that that's mm-hmm. when like when like that's when the listening comes alive mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you you can just get lost because mm-hmm. you uh, you will find uh, right away it's it's a very good feedback uh, you will find yourself lost in in your thoughts or uh, any uh, something like this right away and you will come back to to what you are doing to 
uh, you you can't like play without being there it's uh it's just impossible in a way when it's, you will just be there uh, yeah everything it's uh, kind of coming together when you are uh, playing and engaging yourself in 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 research and play um, yeah yeah when i when i watch your stuff online I think I've, again, probably something I say all the time, but the idea is like, you know, there are certain things and when you watch something or you feel, you, you enjoy something, it's like, it's not always people doing the craziest things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I think what we get taken by is like that witnessing somebody like listen in like a very authentic way mm-hmm. to like a moment or a situation mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a person or, or something. And like, that's, that's super engaging, right? Yeah. And yeah. I watch some of your watch your stuff, and like, it's all beautiful and it's all amazing and, and fascinating and, and unique in a lot of ways. But oftentimes, it's not crazy. It's not like mm-hmm. you know. And, and now, after again getting to like see you move and play, like I know what you're capable of. Like, there's like crazy things, but it's not mm-hmm. always what you decide to present. But mm-hmm. it's still something that I feel like taken by, and I think that it has to do with like witnessing somebody like listen very authentically to like to a moment and like what's yeah. happening or listening very authentically to like um a prompt or a game and like really like being with it in like that that sincere mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. yes and definitely the, the crazy stuff are not not the most important things when it comes to movement right it's uh i think the more the, the less instagram the, the less things that are the things that are not so attractive uh, in a 30 seconds video often are way more interesting and more uh, the experience is uh, more profound uh, also this is why i was thinking that i i want to to teach more in in not to wait so much until i will uh, start to to this do this kind of um, workshop in the physical world because i want to be able to show them the small things that will bring them so much. Um, um, they will give uh, they, these things, these these small things will give them more meaning in in their practice than the 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 crazy stuff. And even when you think about acrobatics, they are like very spectacular, but they are such a such an unnatural behavior in a way, right? It's, it's not at all the way we evolved to move. So when we put all these like acrobatic movements on, on, on the internet, it's something that I love to do for myself, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I want other people necessarily to do, you know? And it's, I'm in a little bit of in a conflict with me right now because I'm, what I'm promoting when I'm I'm sharing all these acrobatic movements, you know, like maybe someone will try them and they will injure themselves, you know, because I'm doing this for a long time and I got here, but I got here because I'm lucky enough not to injure myself until now so bad that I had to be already on the bench, you know, but it's it's a matter of luck often because even even now when you have, I have a certain quality, let's say, uh, in my acrobatic movement, so I'm I'm injuring myself less and less. Um, 
there are those bad days, you know, and it, it's enough to happen once when it comes to acrobatics and you're screwed, <laughs> you break yourself. It doesn't have to happen like 1000 times. It's, it's just once a bad one and, and you are uh, out of the game maybe. So I'm 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 kind of thinking about this, uh, like should I, shouldn't I? I put it, but it's something that I'm spending so much time in, you know, and I enjoy them to do them for myself so much, and are also nice to see, you know. And I feel like okay, I want to share them, but when I'm teaching, I was teaching now uh, um, a little bit of acrobatics during the workshop, and I was telling them that. You know, like there are so many other things that are as fun as acrobatics that you can do and you will have more longevity in your practice. Like I, I always tell them like, be, be very careful uh, when you are thinking about engaging yourself in this kind of practice because you might break your body. And also we also have our anatomy, right? Our bodies are different. So maybe if I'm able to bend myself in all kinds of way, maybe you are not, you know, you are just like your body is just not built in such a way as mine. And you mm -hmm. will try the same things and you will break yourself and you will just suffer then. So it doesn't make sense. So I'm trying to kind of, okay, I do this, but I'm not necessarily, it's not something necessarily that I recommend to others to do. So mm -hmm. this is how, and even the way I teach them, I try to find, okay, what I can teach from acrobatics that are not so dangerous. Like maybe I will just teach them how to get really creative with cartwheels and play with cartwheels and have fun with them. You know, how, how can you have fun? I was teaching just Rolet, if you know what, what Rolet is, like a small cartwheel. Mm -hmm. I was teaching just Rolets for, 40 minutes and what I try to do is how you can tell a story just by using Rolex, you know, and that would be like the acrobatic class and what yeah. you do in between to, to be a little bit more, uh, uh, yeah, to, to make it a little bit more interesting and, and fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, about uh, this is what I, I think about being very sparkly and interesting on Instagram by throwing yourself in, in all this kind of way. It, it can be, yeah, it's nice to observe, but you have to be very careful by if, if you choose to go in that direction. I, I, when you talk about this, it makes me think about two things that Tom said, Tom Wexler. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm going to say them exactly as he said them, but it was something like, first was the thing that you said that um, like acrobatics is not intuitive it's not something we've been doing for a long time mm -hmm. like it's a more like modern human phenomenon yeah, yeah. right like we weren't doing yeah. that all oh, tons of acrobatics in the past um and the other one is like when you do something acrobatic like when your when your body is in the air it's not a time where creativity gets to exist like you have to execute the move mm -hmm. right the creativity begins like once you're back on the ground mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, like the insertion mm. of the move is like a creative insertion or something. But I think what he was saying it was like, yeah, like when you when you commit to the move and you're airborne, it's like you can't do anything you are creative because you've got to do the move. Yeah, I, I don't know about being in the air because I'm I'm not so much in the air as I'm like doing some kind of acrobatics more on the ground. But I think mm. you can kind of get also creative with with acrobatics uh, on, on and in in 
in the acrobatic movement you can get mm-hmm. creative by going into handstand and starting to shake your head or mm-hmm. getting into handstand you know and doing it in an animalistic way and thinking about um how can i go into this and keep the the um, communication in between my joints so i do not go into this gymnastic way of approaching acrobatics and overstretching everything and blocking and looking for aesthetics but i allow my body to have some space and in this space it can become creative within the acrobatic movement so i think it it can i think you can get creative with Uh, not just in between acrobatics but even with the acrobatic movement yeah maybe he was referring to like when you're like everything goes off the ground yeah when when you are in the air i don't i can't talk about it because i don't have so much experience Uh, (laughs) when you are floating i I don't know what's happening yeah i can like a backflip and uh and that's 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 right like it's harder to to change things when you are floating it's it's a little bit hard yeah. But if you have, if you still have contact on the ground with with some parts of your body, then then create. I think you can still, yeah, kind yeah. of creative within the acro movement. Um, when you were talking about also like not doing like not always feeling committed to doing like big kind of flashy movements online, mm-hmm. I was thinking about the conversation we had the other night, and you were talking about how you you care pretty deeply about like accessibility. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. wanting people to of of various movement backgrounds, or even it sounded like even non movement backgrounds, mm-hmm. to be able to like enter what you're doing and and be able to see what you're doing and feel like there's an invitation for them to participate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because again, when it's just the big flashy things, like um, we were talking about David Wilson, who had said on here, yeah, like yes, yes, exactly, he's he like put some ideas. In my yeah, mind. I was like, oh, if you he's like, if I see someone doing these like amazing one-arm handstands or this or that, he's like, it's beautiful and it's amazing, but he's like, I don't know where, I don't know where I have a doorway. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. And uh, I, I think, yeah, this is something that I try to, to share when I'm sharing, not something very necessarily, something very complicated. It's uh, often how many things you can do with the simple things. And sometimes it's just fine not to not to do much you know like even when you are in a workshop i i had like dancers for example in this workshop and i was proposing some tasks and everyone was going very fast very crazy you know and i was always like maybe sometimes just don't do so much like what what happens if you you just narrow down and keep it simple you know because often you can get so creative just by staying within the, the simplest things, like just moving a little bit your hand or moving a little bit your elbow or just walking in space and looking around, you know, like and listening to the music and and coordinating your your the way you are looking at at the environment with with what the music is transmitting if you write if you find the right song you know and then you can just get creative with that so i think this this is uh, very important and valuable to 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 be able to do do less yeah 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 i'm i i see that as well where it's like there's always like because it's um I don't know 
there's almost like this idea that like movement has to be big movement, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, there are times where I spend, I don't know, I've probably spent hours just like playing with gestures, like just Mm -hmm. in the hands, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I thought about what you said earlier about how there are things that you can do that aren't the big things that could be so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about the moments like playing with gestures and it's like, wow, there's something so kind of, it can be like breathtaking because again, it's probably that feeling we were talking about at the beginning of like entering something that's like uncertain and like mm-hmm. discovering mm-hmm. creativity, which is a joyful experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. Like I didn't know, like I could tell that story with my hands, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but again, I think it's like the permission because I think in, in movement, there's like the things that seem to have been, per, may, often people maybe only feel they have permission to do are like mm-hmm, certain mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like the peer pressure, the cultural pressure to, to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So this is how you get lost into this acrobatic world and in, into the mundane things and the more the things that catch catch more the public. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. I think I, I get lost sometimes also like this in into 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 that and I I was getting lost in into this into this more uh, before than now. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, people people want to see something you know and then you just want at some point to 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 share them what they want to see and not what you want to share and i think it's uh very important to observe when you find yourself in that place and maybe then think about what what do i want to to share and what do i want to transmit um is that, is that something you spend a lot of time doing? Like, as you're, because now, I mean, like, uh, like your, your, your following on Instagram seems to like be like growing pretty quickly. Yeah. And you, 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 it, like, yeah, I'm curious, like how you navigate that in that situation. Uh, I, 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 I think now I can, I can rather share the things that I find important more and I find more pressure into sharing what I think that it's important than what the public wants because I feel the responsibility of not transmitting the wrong message you know because before if the the not so many people follow you and you know you you kind of think oh well you know whatever I just put whatever there and I don't really care but the the more people start to follow you, the more responsibility you you feel that you have to to through what you share. So I, I'm always okay. So I, I maybe I put these like more acrobatic things, but then let's let's share something that I show them that it's not just acrobatics, right? It's it's more than that uh, when it comes to to practice and to having a movement practice. Uh, it can be more simple than this and also to write a little bit more about uh, well you know like if you want to go into crazy stuff go but don't deceive yourself that you will you will not suffer or you will not uh, uh, break your body in time Uh, take that risk if you want to take it 
but don't uh, don't don't tell yourself that you will not not get injured at some point or will not suffer and also when you are teaching them do not tell people that you they will increase in flexibility or whatever and in strength and in coordination through through acrobatics or you know because often people use any kind of of material they they are teaching and telling people that they are uh, will develop in so many areas you know like flexibility strength and every possible thing and it's like uh, you know there are things that can improve those areas much better without uh, putting yourself in danger so uh I, i admire though this because like you know i've said this to people before like you know whether you're like teaching or you have some sort of online presence or just anyone who gets the opportunity to be in front of like large or small groups because you're saying something that people want to hear. Mm. Um, very few people in the world get to hold the microphone in that way. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Like very few people get to be the person that more than a single person is turning to listen to. Mm-hmm. And on, especially on a regular basis. And I've said like, you know, like, oh, like if, if you're in that position, like, so if you're a teacher and you're at the, and if you're presenting things to a class in some way, like, man, like you're one of the few, like mm-hmm. it's, it's worth like really considering like what you're saying or how you're saying it yes, you know, yes, and, and, and what you believe and what you think matters because like the content's cool, but like, you know, everybody's going to walk out of there with a lot more than just your content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so I hear you talking about that and it's like, it seems like it's like you're, you're invested in like, Oh, like man, I, I know that I have a microphone. Yeah. 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 And now, now I know, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see that, that, uh, people enjoy what, what I'm doing and, um, the way I'm moving and probably they, they think, oh, okay, I want to move the same or something like that, you know, and then I have to be careful how, how I'm, presenting myself and what what ideas I put there you know like uh, I, I, I want people to increase in, in their quality of life to increase and to be happy and to to enjoy themselves through movement and to um, be exuberant animals not uh, uh, animals that are having lower back pain and uh, having to uh, take I don't know what kind of anti-inflammatory uh, medication in order to to be able to stand up from the couch. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's something that I'm thinking about all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What are, what are like um what are some of the things that you're working on right now that you're curious about that you're like investigating or researching or or yeah exploring. Well, I think um, all the all what is related to fighting monkeys practice. So I'm really interested in 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 their philosophy and uh, in in learning with them. I spend a lot of time thinking, writing, uh, uh, and engaging myself in in um, in what they in what they are presenting. Uh, also, I'm I'm doing the mentorship with them. So that takes a lot of time. Uh, if you want to actually study what they are, what they are proposing, uh, and not just being there present uh, when the meetings are happening, and then not 
thinking and doing anything about about the practice. So I think these are the areas that I'm interested in, interested in the most: uh, the coordinations, the the zero forms, and um, yeah, the the idea of how universal valid is are your movements and your your practice uh it's something that drives my curiosity and also i started a, a book it's called um Dyna dynamics of skill as acquisition uh dynamic ecological approach i think and it's a very interesting book about complex systems and about uh uh complex open systems and uh how a, a little bit you know how how uh, joseph is is talking about uh about the human body and the the human i don't know not, not body but the human organism body and mind and uh it is this is a very interesting book i'm i'm just reading i'm just at the second chapter and i'm reading for two weeks the the first two chapters because every time i read then I, I i get a lot of ideas and i have to stop and write down and try to connect what i know with what i find there and uh it it takes a lot of time so i think these are my areas of interest right now uh, fighting monkeys and studying uh things that are related to to the practice reading also things that are related to to the practice like Antonio Damasio's books and uh yeah it so everything comes comes together and becomes more clear and better structured who who's the author of the book that you said that you were reading I don't know there are a few I think like three three yeah. people wrote a wrote a book or something like that I really don't mm -hmm. know who's that you will have to google it I'm going to yeah i'm curious <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing that book it's amazing philip actually recommended it to me you know philip yeah 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 we exchanged some messages mm -hmm. today yeah oh okay yeah um yeah. well yeah i mean i always think about I, I i'm certain that someone else has talked about it but there's this guy that i got into listening some podcasts with and it's funny because i don't really listen to any podcasts <laughs> Um, <laughs> even though I do a podcast, mm -hmm. but I really got in the, I forget who turned me on to this guy, this guy, Daniel Schmachtenberger, who would talk about the difference between complicated and complex systems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know if he was saying it or I thought about it, or I started applying it to kind of movement and the idea that like, we often take like complicated approaches mm -hmm. to addressing like complex systems. So I think maybe mm -hmm. he was talking about it like broadly, like in the world. And I was thinking about it in terms of like movement and, and the human organism that we like, we often take these like complicated approaches, like, you know, these like broad swaths of systems that are supposed to like mm -hmm. fit everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. like a complicated approach. It's like, oh, that's how you build a house. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But we're complex. We're like a forest. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it should be addressed with respect to its complexity and and not like, you know, a motor vehicle or a house or something that like we can describe in it in its complicated nature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely once you start thinking about a body as a complex open system, you can come up with a with a stable system anymore, right? Because it will not fit the 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 view of of a complex system. Uh, it, it's uh, a complex open system needs um, 
but to operate in various environments and uh, uh, have different constraints on it. So the self-organization of, of it increase in, in time, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, you can just find a system that will, will fit uh, <laughs> everyone in, in this in this almost, And almost like this, like simplified, like in a really great way is like uh, Katie Bauman's idea, right? Of like experiencing loads. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you read, have you read Move Your DNA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that's kind of like a really simple kind of like distillation of like a bit of that idea of like, you know, there's like an infinite, infinite amount of loads that we can be exposed to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, you know, we need to like, we don't need to, we, we, we operate in our most like energy efficient ways and in our most creative ways when we've been like exposed to like more loads. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and she uses like the, 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 the killer whale with like the, the curled over fin as mm -hmm. the example, like the one that's in captivity has like the fin that's curled over and it's, they say it's because it's like depressed, but really what it is, is like, it's not experiencing all the loads of like going at like different depths and like yeah, 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 all the yeah, turns yeah. and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're, you're, you're like, uh, yeah, you're trying to be like the killer whale that's in the wild. Uh -huh. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh. If um if people want to like uh get in touch with you and also have access to your programs, like what are the ways to do that? I think the easiest way it's through Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm the most responsive there. Mm -hmm. um, it's um it's my name with a dot in between. Mm -hmm. So simple as that. Stefan dot Krynik. Okay. And what and yeah. what and what are the courses that you are offering right now? So there is there are three courses. Uh, preparing the monkey, mm -hmm. monkey flow acrobatics, creative cartwheels, and fundamentals of crawling and animal locomotion. Um, and uh, each of them has a different thematic. A uh, different theme. Uh, preparing the monkey is more about joints articulations, um, some standing practice, a little bit of conditioning, and um, some uh, task exploration that can be anything from um, just crawling around to uh, jumping and shaking and uh, just moving in a different ways, not nothing very specific. Um, and that one actually will be soon updated because um, as I told you when I met you that I, I think I will update them every at least two years because I'm constantly um, I'm learning and I'm changing and I feel that what is going on there is no no longer um, um, uh, representing me uh, and representing the ideas that I think now that are important uh, so well. So I will have to update it. 
And uh, then there is monkey flow acrobatics, um, which is about cartwheels and how you can become uh, creative with them and play with them in different ways and flow in between them. Uh, and um, fundamental of crawling and animal locomotion, I think it's quite uh, obvious what is going to happen there. A lot of crawling, mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of crawling. Are you working on any new programs? Uh, no, the, the first thing that I want to do is to, to record again this, this uh, preparing the monkey one and uh, to update it so the, the people who are either buying it now or who already bought it to be able to, to have access to, to, new, to new things to and to a little bit a new approach maybe because I, I was still shifting in between uh, uh, what I'm uh, what I think it's valuable now and what I was thinking that is valuable before I found fighting monkeys uh -huh. uh, when I was recording that one. Uh -huh. So now I, I, I want to change it and I, I think it will be just about what I think it's valuable now. I, I'm sure it will be. Uh, so the conditioning part, for example, it will be definitely approached a little bit uh, in a different way. And um, yeah, even even the the cueing and uh, of of the joints articulations, uh, I'm not satisfied anymore <laughs> with it. So I just need to yeah to. Uh, I, I want to be happy about it, you know, uh, even if the people I often it's easy to satisfy people because they don't have so big expectations, mm -hmm. uh, often because there is a lot of shitty, much shitty teachers and shitty things on, on, on internet, right? And it's not so, so, so hard to, to satisfy them. But I think uh, it's very important to be yourself satisfied because then, then uh, you can sleep well uh, when you go yeah. to bed. Yeah, and it's, it's 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 your artwork. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, and will you be available? So, I know you teach a class weekly in in Berlin. Are you? That's going to be going on for as long as you're here, at least. Well, well, now I I will have some workshops. Uh, mm -hmm. Either that I will attend some workshops or I will give some workshops. So I will not be so much in Berlin in the next months. So I think it will be just one more class on July 16th. And then in August, nothing. And then just starting again from September. Okay. Yeah. And what are, and what are like the, the workshops that are... Is that info available? Uh, there will be one in Warsaw. Together with Philip, um, I don't know the dates. I have to check them on my phone. Uh, somewhere in August, so it will be in uh, yeah, from five to seven uh, August. It will be in Warsaw, and then there will be another workshop in Berlin from 19th to 21 and in between i will actually attend at um at the intensive fatty monkeys awesome yeah oh and also there will be a workshop in timishwara in Rom romania in july from 23 to 24 so july 23 and july 24 
Yes. Well, the two-day yeah. workshop will be easy after doing a five-day one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> not easy, the, the five-day one, definitely. Uh, the third day, we were all dead, me, me included. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the two-day will be a, a cakewalk. That'll be easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, well, one... I'm really happy that we finally got to do this because I've been, I invited you. I think we, I started chatting with you about coming on like a year and a half ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and two, um, it means a lot to me that you came and did my workshop. And at some point I hope I get to like come and do one of your classes or, or your workshop as well with the, the schedules line up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, our paths will intersect uh, again. I will also come again to your workshop. Uh, I'm, I'm sure about it. I had so much fun. Dude, so, it was the best. And I'm so happy that we got to like partner up for some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. Uh, I, I felt the, that we communicated really well. Uh, like, yeah. 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 We're like, we're like long lost brothers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. 